tuned into the greatest sports show on the planet. That's Prince, and he's Barty. And you're now listening to Prince and Barty. Buckle up. You already know who it is, man. It's Prince and Barty. We in the building, baby. Long time, man. We, we got a lot to talk about. Playoff basketball. Man, so let's get right into it, man. Uh, James Harden went down. Game one, a minute into the game. What you think? So what you think with Harden, man? How far can the Nets go with Harden dealing with these hamstring issues? Man, James, with the whole hamstring issue, it's going to be interesting. Um, They won the first game strictly off of offense, but they cannot win the championship. I don't believe they can even win that series with James Harden's injury. James Harden needs to be at least 85% to beat them. But with the strain of the hamstring, he might be out for two more games. With that being said, I have the Bucks in seven. Wow. So you think they need – so James Harden's a key for them to win that at all. To win the championship period, you think? Yep. Now, I, I agree, man. Um, you know how I felt. James Harden is kind of like they uh, – he get their offense set up, man, because he puts pressure on you, scoring the ball, passing the ball. He does so much on the court that I love Kyrie, but he's not a traditional point guard. He's more of a Iverson type, a uh, – uh, what, what they call it, a, a shooting guard masquerading in a point guard's body. You know what I mean? Kyrie will get you eight assists, but he, Kyrie not who you get on fantasy. Matador point guard. You said what? A Matador point guard. Yeah. So, I mean, I know he's out game two. They made the announcement today. He's going to be out. And you saying two more games at least. That hamstring injury is real, man. Like, same thing with AD with the groin. Any of those lower leg kind of extremity kind of injuries, it's hard, man. Soft tissue, tendon, hard to bounce back from, man. Yeah, I'm just wondering what kind of injury Dennis Schroeder had because he was playing like he had like three injuries in that series. Yeah, we'll get to that. We're gonna get we're gonna we go we got a whole segment dedicated to that. Don't worry about that. Yeah, we get into that. So so what's your prediction on this uh this 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 Brooklyn series, man? You thinking seven games? Um, I have the Bucks winning the next game, so they'll still home court. I think they'll split in Brooklyn. They'll split in Milwaukee, and then in the seventh game. James will be back, but he won't be – I don't think he'll be enough for them to win the series. And and my MVP of the series is your boy, Drew. Drew Holiday. Wow. Okay. I mean, I think now it's pressure on KD if Harden can't come back. It's like, all right, you got Kyrie. You got all the pieces you need. Let's see what you could do. You know, it's no excuses. You're healthy. Kyrie's healthy. I think on paper they should still be able to win, but we know how that paper goes. Jeff, Uncle Jeff is hurt. Blake Griffin is balling, man. Y'all better put some respect on Blake's name. Shout out to Blake, though. Shout out to Blake. Kill motors. Kill motors. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Kia, man. Now Blake, Blake is doing his thing, but um, I think the Bucks will definitely come out differently, especially defensively. You know, they'll they'll figure it out. Um. Let's see. Let's see what it does in that series, man. Definitely, definitely, it's gonna be one heck of a series because the way I'm looking at it, it, that's probably gonna be the best series of the postseason. 
in, in my book, now that the, the Lakers are gone and uh, uh, the Clippers, maybe Clippers, Clippers, uh, Denver, if they meet each other again, that may be a good series. But in all actuality, I think the Bucks and the Brooklyn series will be the best uh, series, seven games. Giannis may have a 40-point game. KD going to have a 40-point game. Kyrie may have a 40-point game. Yeah. I don't know about Drew, but Drew will give me at least two games of 20 and 10 and yeah. five steals. You know, you know Drew Holiday, my guy, man. So it's like I be arguing with people all online in the streets. I'm like, Drew Holiday is that dude. I'm arguing with Heat fans. I'm like, who's Drew Holiday? The Heat fans found out they found out who Drew Holiday was. They know who Drew Holiday was, because think of it from this standpoint. When he was in Philly and they played the Heat in that series and they went six games, it was Drew Holiday, it was uh, Andre Iguodala, yeah, it was um Lou Williams was coming yeah. off the yeah, and they had uh, who was that big man they had? The Fairweather big man. You know who I'm talking about. He ain't, he no good now. Uh, I forgot his name. I know you talking. I can't think of his name. Plays with the Bulls. Comes off. He comes off the bench. But hey, that lets you know he ain't that good. He ain't that good. <laughs> hey, I'm not. I'm not talking about nobody who won good because Kwame Brown out here. I I ain't worried about Kwame. Bigger <laughs> bust. Kwame Brown or Greg Oden right now. You said what? Bigger bust. Kwame Brown or Greg Oden. consider Greg Oden a bust because it was all injury. Mm. Kwame Brown just didn't live up to what they thought he was going to be. You kind of get what I mean? Greg Oden is straight geriatric knees. He, he can't do nothing about that. So I can't call him a bust. See, the thing is, I'm going to be real with you. And even if Kwame gets old as you want to talk, he can talk. He, he, he just got into the wrong field. He should have been a comedian. He know how to join on people, but he don't know how to play basketball. It's just, it's just it's a proven fact. He don't know how to play basketball. But, but here's the thing with Kwame, though. I think I think the spotlight is on Kwame just because Jordan drafted him. I think if Kwame would have went to OKC or whatever it was, it was a Sonics then. If he would have went there, number one, and kind of flamed out, nobody would have cared. It's, I, it's the I, fact I, that Michael Jordan on the Wizards was already controversial. It was just a lot going on for Kwame at that time. It, he, ha he had no chance to succeed, if we're being honest. That's real. That's right. real. So I don't judge him in that. And shout out to Jabari, man. I play with – I don't think I told you this. I play with Kwame Brown's younger brother, Jabari, at, at Jacksonville University. Shout out to Jabari, man. They good people, good family. They, they, right. They're big I, as hell. I don't doubt, I don't doubt their, their character. It's just that, for me, I just expected so much from Kwame, and, 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 and it wasn't what it was. Of course, Michael drafted him, but – I, I when I saw him in college, man, I thought dude was gonna be good. So it just it to, to to see how college to pros, and that's crazy. When people get put in that big spotlight, that lets you know they're not ready for that pressure. No, nah, but, but remember, Kwame from high school. He didn't go to yeah, he had college, he a high school dude. Even but even in high school, he was he was a stuck. You gotta remember this. If they draft you out of high school, it's something Kobe. Uh, LeBron, Kevin Garnett, you were doing something in high school that had you as a man child. And then when you came into the league, nothing translated. None of nothing. He, he was losing the ball. He was, I mean, did he ever have a 20 point game in the league? I don't know. But I, I but what I, well, here's what I, what I love about the Kwame Brown situation is we know what it is. Um, we're, 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 
we're aware of what we're putting out to the universe as far as um, delivering takes. It's you're going to say something crazy. So you, we joke with the whole Lamar thing. You can say something to Lamar. We get big enough one day Lamar answers you. You got to be ready for that action. I think nobody was ready for Kwame Brown action. A man who married with kids, you can only disrespect him so much. The man been quiet for 15 years. So we can't be shocked when the energy is right back at you. We're just talking. I'm just no, he has all right. No, he has all right to talk back. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. The only issue I have to an extent is the line between media and players. And the reason why I say the line between media and players is their media is paid to dissect your game. So don't mess up. That's it. They're paid to dissect your game. If if anybody has a bad game, if Jordan had a bad game, they're going to go in on Jordan. That's what people don't understand. The media, is that's what makes the story so big. So I can understand his situation because they threw dirt on top of him. And that's why he has to continue to talk. He had to say something because he's already in the grave and they keep throwing dirt on him. They keep throwing dirt on him. And so he had this fast. I mean, I'm not hating on that part or that aspect of the situation. But I think what I respect about him as well is he's like, yo, hey, that, it didn't work out for me basketball, but keep it basketball. But he's addressing them as men. It's a, so we're not even talking about Kwame Brown the bus. He was um, addressing stacking them as men. And a lot of people got uncomfortable. It's like, okay, it's almost like the, uh, you seen, you a movie buff. You seen, um, what's the Eminem movie, 8 Mile? The Eight Mile yeah. So if I go at you, what you, and I defuse your power, then what? All right, I'm Kwame Brown. I was a bus. Okay. Yeah. They had nothing for him. And he's hitting them with facts. So I think if you're going to engage, oh, you can't play ball. Okay, but I got this, this, this. I got acres of land. My family got this. I think a lot of people, I talk about this all the time when it comes to athletics, right? I believe everybody is placed for a specific reason. Some people make the league to get their family into generational wealth. Their family's good. So as a fan or a media person, oh, he a bust. How he a bust? A man made $64 million career, right? No, just in scope of what it is. But as a fan, they just want, oh, you trash. A lot of times that's coming from a place of they didn't make it. So it's that reverse, like, same thing with music and rap. Ah, uh, these young boys can't rap. Now, are these old people hating because they're not getting the endorsement deals, the show money? So it's easy for me to be like, oh, I don't listen to today's music. in no, no substance. Mm-hmm. He was getting that check, too. You be with the mumble rap, too. These old dudes. <laughs> of course. Of course. I mean, but you, listen, come on. For the love of money, man. You know, people are going to do what they do. For the love of money. That's a fact, man. But let's stay with the NBA playoffs, man. We are Luca, man. Luca Magic. They calling him Baby Bird. Luca just, it's, it's hard to believe this is his second playoff run and he already looking legendary. What is next for the Mavericks? I mean, Porzingis, the highest pay, pay man on their roster. Porzingis could be hurt. He might play good, might play bad. He hasn't been consistent. What is that next piece that Mark Cuban and Rick Carlisle, Rick Carlisle got to keep his job. They said he was safe. What's that next piece do you think that the Mavericks need to not waste Luka's golden years? How Kind of what's happening to Dame in Portland. You remember when OKC had, before they had any enforcers, before they had any, 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 big, any, any type of big men, 
and they went and they got Kendrick Perkins. And KP took them to the finals. They didn't win it, but he gave them that intensity in the paint. Okay. They need they need a big. Uh, and they don't necessarily need uh, a center. They can get a power forward. Um, one of the, the Marquee brothers might be good. I know that sounds crazy, but they need somebody of, a, of an enforcer. They're too soft. When you look at this Clippers series, the Clippers won the series because they were able to turn it off and on when they wanted to enforce. One minute they can be soft, Luca will go off. Another minute they could be hard, Luca doesn't go off. They don't have that enforcer. And if they don't get an enforcer, Charles Oakley, uh, uh, Charles Barkley, um, Sean Kempis at some point, Larry Johnson, just a certain big man that puts that elbow on you when you go to the hole. They're just too soft. Like, who's their most physical player? Callie Stein? I mean, what, what we uh, really, are we really going to do Kalisto? Like, no disrespect to Callie Stein, but he's not, not that dude. He's not that dude. Um, Finney Smith is physical, but he's not physical enough. I mean, Kawhi at will was dunking on everybody. And then their biggest enforcer is Max Cleveland. I mean, I ain't going to lie to you. No disrespect. Now, you can play, but I believe you can get 10 on Max Cleveland every night. You, right now, can get 10 on Cleveland every night. <laughs> right now, hey, listen, I got my money on the go. I got, I got, I won't say 10 grand, maybe, maybe two, two, two grand. That Prince could get 10, 10, 10 points a night in the NBA. Only yeah. on Max Cleaver, though. Only on Max Cleaver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Max Cleaver. He shot out to Max Cleaver, man. He, he, uh, what is he like a stretch for? He, no, nah, but no, nah, you, you make a great point, man. They don't have that, um, that dog. Even if, for example, what happened the other day with, um, with Trey Young, right? With your boy, um, Solomon Hill, the LeBron yeah. hopper. <laughs> So Solomon Hill, they tried to punk Trey Young. He came across the New Orleans Noel with that arm. Like, no, this is our franchise guy, and none of that going down. I don't feel like, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Luca don't have that goon on that team to let him know, like, this one here, y'all can't play with him. I mean, you look at any championship team, they had an enforced. Miami Heat had Udonis Haslam. Um, Chicago Bulls had Dennis Rodman. They had Zoe, Zoe too. <laughs> Zoe as well. I'm, I'm thinking of when LeBron was there. Okay, okay. You know, yeah, you can go back to Zoe, but then if you want to go back to Zoe, I could put James Posey was an enforcer too, as far as from the uh, the, the the top of the key. You 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 gotta have a level of physicality. Lakers championships. People won't say it, even though he was a point guard. Derek Fisher was an enforcer at some times, and you couldn't even pull with people. And so that's the thing. You gotta have that guy that literally went. You know, you know how it always goes, man. We go out to the club. It could be me. It could be you. It could be a couple of our friends. And we see maybe three or four dudes. But you got that one guy with you. He just don't play. He's, he's a loose cannon. And as soon as they see him give them that look, the other four guys are trying to fight us. They're going to be like, you know what? Maybe we won't mess with him because Buddy over there with that twitch in his eye, he might kill one of us. We don't want that. <laughs> that's and, and, but that's what you need in basketball. When you yeah. go to the court, Somebody go to the hole and you hit them one time, they're either going to want to fight you or they're going to be like, we're not going to the hole no more because this guy has literally pervaded the hole. We can't go. And they don't have that, per se, in Dallas. I love Luca. In my opinion, Luca has narrowed the gap between the greatest players in the league, meaning that he's, he's grabbing their socks. I know people may say I'm tripping, but 
I would say he's grabbing KD socks. He's grabbing LeBron socks. He may not be as good as them, but I mean, it's all right. There's A1, there's B1, and then there, there's C. Luca's in the, in the C category. And you better not play with Luca because he'll come for you. I, well, Rick Carlisle just came out and said Luca's top five in the world right now. I, I would agree. I mean, I mean, I mean, what he's doing is hard to argue that because look what he's doing to some people say Kawhi was top five at one point, probably the five. And he's making them look like Kawhi is out of the top 10 after this, even them winning this series, he's out of the top 10 and Luca's taking his spot. I mean, when you look at that team itself, look at that team itself, you take Luca off that team, that team is not even a playoff. Team. So, you know, what can you say? You can't not, the, the man just needs somebody to have his back in the trenches. He gets that, it's going to be a problem. So you trust Porzingis long-term or they got to, they got to give him another sidekick eventually. I let him go. I would let Porzingis, no disrespect to Porzingis, but here's this thing. We've had two postseasons. I always say this. You, you, you give me two, you give me two body of work of two postseasons. I know who you are. Now I, I can literally tell you right now, if I made a list of all the teams in the league of the reason why they don't win, people might get mad at me. Dallas is poor singers. Portland is McCullough. People don't want me to say, people love CJ, but CJ is the reason why Dame came. Dame always hits the game winning shot. Dame is clutch. Dame does this. CJ is the reason why Dame gets the one. So unfortunately, he gets the blame, but it's the truth. These teams have people are the reason that stands in the way. And, and you got to look at it. If your team, if you have a, a dominant star that's going to give you 20 and 10 or 25 and 12, and then your second man can't give you 17 and five or something like that. Every other night he's giving you lower and lower numbers or he's not bringing his, his, his end of the end of the bargain. That's an issue. And. Okay. okay. No, I, I agree with you, but what if, what if sometimes your best ain't good enough? Meaning. And I, and go, so let's stay with the sidekick. You say Porzingis, you said CJ, let's look at somebody like a Chris Middleton, right? Chris Middleton is a 50, 40, 90 dude. He'll average 23. He'll get you 23 and seven all-star type numbers. But I think sometimes it don't be good enough. Right. So like they'll get you the numbers. They may just need a better sidekick where think about it. You got LeBron and Anthony Davis. Like think about the bars of the, the, the duos, James Harden, Kyrie. Maybe I don't think they're good enough. I think it's just certain things don't fit. Per se, let's let's give you a perfect example. When Rondo was on the Celtics and the Lakers, he was a top five point guard. If well, uh, maybe not last year, but I mean postseason, he was a top five. Now you put him on the Clippers. Not saying that he's not. It it doesn't fit to me. I feel like it's like taking you know when, when they put those patients who can't really comprehend stuff. They put the little shapes and squares, and then they trying to jam the square in the circle. That's what I see with CJ and Dane. Like Dane needs a better big man and not CJ because everything that CJ does, Dane does. So we don't need that. Give me something that we don't have on the team and that dynamic will work. Now, I'm not saying that two backcourt players can't work, but CJ is not Clay Thompson. For instance, Clay Thompson can go a whole game without maybe scoring and just be a defensive presence and Steph goes off. CJ, on the other hand, if he doesn't get himself active in the offensive side, they're going to go to somebody else's bench because he's he's lacking. 
And it's not a knock of C.J. McCullough. C.J. McCullough is, is in the league right now. He's a top 10 two guard. I just don't feel like they fit. And that's just my opinion. The same with, with, with Porzingis. Porzingis is a good shooter, but he's so off and on. One minute he's hot, next minute he's not. One minute he's hot, next minute he's not. And Luka needs somebody that when he goes to the bench, it's just like LeBron. When LeBron When you go to the bench, what's you going to do? Come on, your audio, you, 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 you hear me? Yeah. I don't hear you. You went out. You don't hear me? You don't hear me at all? You don't hear me at all? I hear you now. You like, you like, you like, stop talking for me. Who's out of that take? You hear me now, though? Yeah, yeah, who's out of that take? Yeah. Let's, let's jump to the all next right, take. Um, okay, bet, bet, bet. Oh, let me see. Let me see where I want to go. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. One second. Julio. Okay, boom. Hey, man. Big news. Big, big news in NFL free agency, man. Julio. Julio Jones got traded to the Titans, man. So we're looking at Derrick Henry, Brown, and Julio Jones. Now, my question is, do we trust Marcus Mariota? Who's that quarterback? Is he the quarterback to lead that team? Can a game manager lead those superstars? You mean Ryan Tannehill? And All Ryan... Right. Um, All right. Hold on. Let's go back. Let's go back. I'm gonna go. Let's go back. All right. Big, big news in the NFL, man. Julio Jones got picked up by the Titans, man. We got Julio Jones. We got the great King Henry, Derrick Henry. And we got A.J. Brown, man. Can Tannehill, is Tannehill the quarterback to lead these guys to the promised land, man? What do you think about that pickup? I think it's going to be the Titans and the Patriots in the AFC Championship. Wow. Tannehill is not a bad quarterback. Actually, Tannehill is a very good quarterback. And now you give him Julio Jones and you pair him with A.J. Brown. Listen to me when I say this to you, okay? I want some popcorn right now. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for all the Tennessee fans. I'm so excited for everybody in Nashville, everybody in Memphis. Listen, Tennessee's on fire right now because, listen, when I tell you the Titans are going to have probably – 2,000-yard receivers, a 15,000-yard running back, and a 4,000-yard throwing from a quarterback. They're going to probably be the third or the fourth best offense in the NFL. The, the crazy thing is, now let's look at this dynamic now since we've mentioned this team. What we have in the AFC now, Prince, we have Kansas City, high-powered offense. We have Baltimore. Sammy Watkins is there. Powered offense. We have New England, two tight ends, and Nelson Aguilar. High powered offense. And now we have the Tennessee Titans. The AFC is now the dominant, the dominant. It's the dominant, it's the dominant conference. I'm just saying it is. It is. You have more contenders in the AFC. And you know me and you were both NFC guys. You're you Giants, I'm Philly, you know, but I'll be honest with you. I'm ready, like, you know, you know how it always goes. Fox Sunday, the big NFL games for, for, for the NFCs at four o'clock. 
and then the one o'clock games be the AFC. I ain't gonna lie, man. After one o'clock, I'm gonna be taking a nap on Sundays because all the good games will be at one. Yeah, it, 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 it who do you somebody's gonna see single coverage because remember, Derrick Henry can catch out the backfield, so it's like as a safety, uh, outside linebacker, you got to make a decision <laughs> and you got to make the right one because you got two monsters on both sides of the field, then you got that monster. And they didn't give up anything on defense either. They gave up draft picks. How you give up draft picks for Julio Jones? Like, to me, I feel like somebody just went into the candy store, put their hand in the jar, looked at the candy, looked at the cashier, and ran right outside and said, listen, this is what we take. But let me ask you this, because this has been going on for a while. Obviously, we know the infamous Julio Jones, Uncle Shea uh, phone call, right? How the hell is it only two picks so no other team could offer what they offer? Like, it's – in my mind, because I know they was asking for first run. They was asking for a whole lot, Atlanta was, at first. And I don't know what it was. I think a lot of teams was afraid that Julio was going to ask for a different contract. I, I know Julio had something to do with the situation, and it was down to three teams, which was Seattle, Tennessee, and I forgot the other team. And the, the deal didn't work with Seattle. And Tennessee had everything in their favor for what they were trying to do. Because you got to remember, he was forcing his way out anyway. He didn't want to be there. And I, I understand why. I mean, listen, you got Calvin Ridley on one side. You got um, Julio Jones. They pick up Kenny Pitts in the draft. You're thinking you're going to have this high-powered offense. And then Julio just says, I'm going to pull the rug from under you. And now we, we, we have what we have. It's unfortunate, but listen. Tennessee looks good, and Atlanta is going back to the lot. You know, sorry to the Falcon fans, but Ridley, um, Pitts, Matty Ice, I mean, to me, they're the ones that's getting the worst out of it because now Calvin Ridley's going to see a double team. Yeah. Pitts may have the best season of a rookie because he's a rookie, but they're going to be able to control that Atlanta offense pretty much. It's going to be interesting because I want to see now what kind of quarterback Matty Ice is without Julio Jones? And, and the Falcons, now, who is their best player, Calvin Ridley? Like, we're going to see this year who is the Falcons. Um, all my Falcon fans, I'm sorry that y'all got to deal with this, but y'all didn't appreciate Julio. You didn't appreciate that, that Alabama tree of wide receivers. You know, you get great receivers from Alabama. Mari Cooper, uh, Julio Jones. Shout out to Philly. We got Devontae, baby. I'm ready for the season, baby. Devontae. Listen, I'm going to make a quick, real quick, and then we can go back to whatever we want. I just want to say this one thing. 15, no, 1,700 yards, Devontae Smith, rookie season. I don't know about touchdowns. I ain't say nothing about touchdowns. I ain't say nothing about catches. 1,700 yards, Devontae Smith this year. So how, so, how much is who they're going to have? How many yards? And, and, and wait, I think it's production – Okay, Calvin really is a great receiver, but he's not A.J. Brown. Like, I've seen A.J. Brown against uh, uh, Marcus Peters. I've seen A.J. Brown against great corners. Hit a slant, and he's gone. I, I remember they played Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh at that time had the best defense last year. Caught a slant, took it 84 yards. So they're going to have to figure out how they do their touches. And don't forget, too, they still have Davis, too. So they still have Davis, and he's going to be on the slot. And I, would, I wouldn't even be shocked if they put Julio – 
on one side, Davis on the other, and A.J. Brown in the slot. Can you imagine A.J. Brown in your slot? That's like literally having a Tyreek or some type of player. <laughs> Listen, they're going to be giving a lot of teams problems. I will say this, and I'm going to put you on notice because I know you are. You, you, you like the GOAT. The GOAT ain't going to – he might not smell a Super Bowl next year, bro. <laughs> and I'm not talking about Brady. I'm talking about Patty. I'm not talking about Brady. I'm telling you, Patty got – he got – listen, the AFC is going to be hard for him next year. I, I'm not picking Brady to win next year. But I'm telling you, the AFC between New England and the Titans are going to be a big problem for that Kansas City team. No, I agree, man. Uh, shout out to the Titans and their whole organization. They pulled – they pulled the big boy move, man. Um, I think Julio still got tread on the tires. I think he's going to be productive. He's he's going to be playing hungry. He's going to be playing angry. And I, I would never bet against Julio Jones. He's going to get his regular 1,000-yard season, maybe 10, 11, 12 touchdowns. I mean, it's Julio. Yeah, I mean, you got to look at it. Size, speed. I mean, you, you, when you look at him, they always say that, how fast he runs. Him and, him and Metcalf, you, they're so big and run so fast. You know, you know what shot out though? I, you a Madden guy, so you'll appreciate this. Can you imagine that shotgun, that shotgun sweep, that toss, that HB toss on Madden with the Titans? Well, you know it's crazy. I'm gonna just, <laughs> I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this, this is what's was crazy. So when I play, you know, I play online all the time. Yeah. So you know, shout out to all the people online play Madden. Don't worry, I'm in the top. What I think I, before I stop playing, I'm was in the top eight percentile. So y'all come check me and Madden whenever y'all ready. Hold on, what's the but, handle? What's the gamer handle? So let them know. Oh, my bad, my bad. Marble Gent. M-A-R-B-L-E-G-L-I-N-T. Marble Gent. You know, it's supposed to be Marble Gentleman, but somebody took it. You know, I got the marble head, so that's why I called me that. But back to what we're talking about. Don't let, we, we ain't going to get off track. Let, let, let's stay on track. It's a lot of guys on Madden. They always play with Kansas City, Tampa Bay, and the Falcons. They would get on my nerves because the Falcons, is, this is a crazy thing. It's easier to stop Kansas City and Tampa. Atlanta on Madden is not fair because slant, the slant is the hardest thing to guard. So you imagine Julio and Calvin really just doing this every time. And you just pick your poison. Even if you take the man and you guard the, the, the slant, the other guy's open. So now all these Falcon fans are used to love playing me and Madden. Hey, I'm ready now. I'm ready now. Listen, it ain't going to be a close game no more. I'm PC. I'm, I'm beating all you guys by 21, 23 points. Do not put the Atlanta Falcons on the stick. You better play with the Titans because the Titans is the team. All you Atlanta fans, you better move over to the Titans and play me with the Titans. And I'll just go grab Lamar and kill you with Sammy Watkins. Let's do it. <laughs> hey, listen. On Madden, Lamar is the GOAT. In real life, he's not the GOAT. <laughs> Lamar, we love you, man. Don't listen to that. We're not, we're not fooling with this dude, man. Listen, shout out to Lamar Jackson and Kodak Black. Let's go. Nah, for sure, man. But let's – here we go, man. You know, it's Laker faithful, Laker nation, man. It's tough for us, man. Um, we just had that injury bug all season. Um, I think we look good at the beginning of the season. We had a good stride, even though AD, even though AD AD didn't look good. And remember, I told you that offline. I was like, AD was dealing with something all year. Because remember, even when we started out like number one or two in the West, AD was only averaging like twenty points. So he he never was right this whole season. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't. 
this is my prediction. I'm going to give you a prediction before we, like, kind of uh, critique the season and uh, the playoff run. I think LeBron is going to have an MVP-type season next year. For first reason, he's going to have a full rest. We know that bubble was crazy, and they kind of came right back into it. There was no true rest, no vacation, no mental break, no physical break. I think LeBron is – I'll give LeBron this. He sees everything. He sees the jokes. He sees the memes. I think LeBron is going to come back and try to really make a run next year, like a real vintage 2016 LeBron. I'm going to drop 50 every game if I have to run. I just think he just wasn't healthy. You know what I'm saying? Your boy Solomon Hill took him out. That's why I call him the LeBron stopper. He's the only man to stop LeBron, mess his ankle up. I just think for me, we've never seen LeBron hurt that both his injuries are lower leg injuries. So that first one was the groin and the other one's the ankle. That, that kind of worries me when we get later into the playoffs, when you want the back-to-backs, you on these must these must-win games. How does LeBron's health, are you confident in that, that he's human now? Um, let me let me take it a stretch further. We always do this thing where we like to make it seem like, okay, LeBron is getting older or injuries or this, that, and other. So let's 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 reel everything back. And I'm not making excuses, but I'm gonna say this: it's two reasons why the Lakers are not the Lakers, uh, and I don't see them as the Lakers. One is is a guy from what is he German? Yeah, he's from Germany. His name is Dennis. Then there's another. The other reason is because there was a, a big plague to hit the world, and it's called COVID, which changed the whole dynamic of how we see basketball. Now the Lakers did something that's never been done. They won a bubble championship, but then you want them to turn around in less than two months, sprints. Athletes that normally take three, four months off. Now look at the teams that all excel from Utah. wasn't good that good. They didn't win. They get to the playoffs. All these teams that wasn't that good, they didn't play a long stretch of bubble, so they had time off. Steph had such an MVP-type season because he didn't play in the bubble. So you look at some of these guys, and they want to say, oh, well, LeBron has has lost a step, or AD. AD's already injury-prone. We know who he is. You're expecting a guy who's injury-prone to turn around in two months after winning the championship and, and do what he's doing. The, the two teams that took the biggest hit from the bubble, let's look at it. Miami Heat and L.A. Lakers. They made it to the championship. Jimmy Butler was hurt all year. Bam had issues with injuries. Tyler Hero was hurt. All the guys that were key for the Heat were hurt. All the guys for the Lakers that were key were hurt. We want to make it and point fingers. But we remember when LeBron had the groin injury the last time. He had a comeback season. The Lakers won the championship. So your point, I'm with you 100%. The only issue that I have, and I'm going to say this again, I'm not going to throw too much on the top of this. This is the problem I have. and I, I guess I'm going to throw some ether at him. I got to. You come into the situation and you say, I'm a starting point guard in the NBA. And you take probably the greatest point guard of all time. Uh, well, Magic Johnson, then LeBron. The greatest point guard, second greatest point guard of all time. Out of his position at point. So he plays off the ball. And then you want a $100 million contract, but then you're not even playing good against the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. I, I, you team Chris Paul last year. I'm done. I'm going to let you talk. 
you know what's funny about Schroeder? I think um, I think if I'm the Lakers, I offer him 72 million now. That 84 gone because you definitely had an 0 for 9 playoff uh, stat line. So if if you're gonna bet on yourself, then bet on yourself. You get what I mean? Where I don't know. It's funny how it changed. Schroeder said, "Oh, 100. I, I would love to come back," but you 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 turned down an 84 million dollar offer sheet. That's all we could offer you. That's literally all we could offer you. You turned that down, but now you're saying, oh, you'd love to come back. How? Hmm. And you see Magic came out and was like, Schroeder's not a Laker. Magic came out and just ripped him. Like, but, I mean, obviously, it's low-hanging fruit. Schroeder, that's that's the most recent memory. But I go back to, I'm going to keep it real. I didn't really like, none of our free agent picked up pickups came to play. I love Wes Matthews. He's a cool defender. He has some good moments for us in the season, in the play. But he couldn't – it's only so much he could do. Mark Gasol picked screen and roll. They would just look at him like he was just fooled. They get him in that pick and roll, he like he like Frankenstein. He can't really move. His better days are way behind him. He might be out the league now after this after this run. Who else we got? Kuzma. Oh, my God. He took a, a, a beyond step backwards. I know – I know, like, he started playing harder, dedicated himself on defense, but it's like, we don't need that, bro. We need, like, a legitimate third score. I think KCP's magic ran out. He did a hell of a job for us in the bubble. Good defender when needed. But I think that luck has ran out with KCP, right? Montrez Harrell couldn't stay on the floor. And I always said this, Montrez Harrell, I love his energy. End of the day, Montrez Harrell's about my height. Mm -hmm. He's not big enough to consistently play power forward slash or small ball center in the NBA. He got great drive, great heart, but once somebody put a body on him and take him off the glass, That's he, it. he gives you nothing else because he's not a face-up shooter. He's a, a cleanup guy. He gets tips and ones. So if you take that away, you get exposed. So I just named you four to five guys on a 12 to 15 man, that's huge. And these is all your free agents, Marquise Morris. Well, the thing, the thing with the Lakers, and, and definitely I agree with you, is, is this if you look at it, there were points that when they had the other team where they can got points off of tip-ins from McGee or tip-ins from Dwight Howard or Rondo setting somebody up for points. This team itself, Schroeder showed you who he was in this series. And in the injuries, we we, a lot of people want to point fingers at AD. Let me tell you something. I, somebody called me, a Laker fan called me. I'm not going to say any names. I'm not calling anybody out on here. But he was like, oh, man, I'm done with AD. He got to go. I'm like, bro, he just got us a ring last year. What are you talking about? Just don't be a fair weather fan. Like, AD and LeBron, they're etched in as far as they need to be there. But I'm with you, man. Everybody's open season. I mean, every, when I mean everybody, even 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 the, the fan favorite Alex Caruso. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah, I agree. You know what it is, too? You got to be careful with the three and D thing, because you can have a three and D guy who's not a great shooter. I don't who is our great shooter. The league is gone to, to three point shooter. KCP might hit Caruso might hit LeBron's not a three point shooter, per se. So it's a whole starting five of. No three-point shooter. That's Every true. NBA team has at least two snipers. Every team. We have none. So 
we can't we can't go two traditional bigger guys, LeBron six nine, AD seven feet, and then not have shooters around them. So it's like we gotta we gotta get that balance of shooters, man. I trust I trust Palinka, man. Oh, go oh, Rob. Listen, he got us one already. He'll get us another. He'll get us another one. But you from that bean tree, so you know when you come from that bean tree, you you know how to win from that Kobe bean tree. That's a fact, man. Shut, I, we'll see y'all next year, man. I know a lot of people been uh texting me, talking trash in the DM, but that same energy wasn't there when we won last year. Well, you know what it is? I think, and and I'll take I'll take it on the chin because I know people love to see the Cowboys lose and they love to see the Lakers lose. But most importantly, they love to see LeBron lose, right? Bro, this man been in the league 28, almost 20 years. So it's like the fact that we have expectations of him to get it together and go out there average 50 is more a compliment to LeBron. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes I get caught up in it because you've been watching him dominate. His body never failed him. So you get like, come on, bro. But then the person who's over 35 knows, hey, I can get you a couple good games. Next game, I got to be in the ice bath. So the re- so you got to get out of the fan and then go into, like, when I play it, I know how this goes. So, Well, the biggest thing is, is this. It, 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 like we said before, his regimen was thrown on. And that's the issue. I, I definitely know if the regimen was on, I'm not saying the Lakers would have won, but it wouldn't have been a first-round exit. If him and AD was able to get more than two months to prepare for the, the, the season, you know, the NBA just made it about – See, this is the thing. At the end of the day, it's always about the brand of the NBA over the player. You can say whatever you want. Michael Jordan made the NBA or Magic. They're going to take that NBA brand. If Michael Jordan says, I'm not playing, the NBA going to keep going. <laughs> LeBron, I ain't playing. I'm just going to keep going. And so the NBA is going to have to, you know, that COVID threw everything off with the TV deal, that it just hurt the teams that excelled in the, in the championship. No, I agree, man. Let's. Salute to the sun. Let's stay with Devin Booker, man. Uh, Devin Booker is a whole murderer out here, right? Where we know Booker come from that Kobe tree, kill everybody in the room, leave no witnesses. And what I like about Booker, him being a young player, his first playoff series, playing against one of his favorite players in LeBron, hey, you fooled out here. And I love that competitive. It's not like the Paul George handshake. Nah, bro, don't shake my hand. I'm going to give you this 47, hold that, and I'm going to let you know every time I score, they can't guard me. Book gave gave you 70 in the game before, so you know he ain't coming to play. There's no witnesses being left, right? But I think what I'm more impressed with Booker is his poise. Like, if you look at all the – and I know I'd be hard on Jason Tatum sometime, but here's the difference with a lot of these players we're seeing. The new core is Trey, it's Luca, and it's D Book. And I say that because these people are literally carrying their team, right? I know Jay, I know Jason Tatum didn't have Brown. I, he had a 50-point game. He beat, he had his little, I call it the Iverson Laker win. He had his one rent, one win against the Monstars. Salute. But Trey Young is literally talking trash in the garden. Things we Things we get chills over for Reggie Miller. Trey Young is like, hey, I'm going to kill y'all. And I'm going to back it up. 
so, and we could all talk. Clint Capella, a lot of these young guys are talking and backing it up, right? I, now we know. Now we know these aren't the Patrick Ewing Knicks. I'm not giving him credit for beating, but what I'm saying is to be your first time in the playoffs and the stage is like you could tell Trey Young, Booker, all these people were they've been waiting for this moment they whole life. They wasn't gonna get here and and not play well. And I respect that for these young players. Here's the thing: the, the Knicks, the Knicks series was impressive. But game one versus the the, the, the 76 was even more impressive. Absolutely. And so he's gonna he's going to get better. And that's the thing. And I agree with you about I've always felt that way about D Booker. D Book is 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 cold. I mean, he's he's we've always me and you both always had a high expectations for D Book. Um, and I do agree with the the trio itself, uh Luca, D Book, as well as uh um uh Trey. But I want to see more from Trey before I start jumping on the bandwagon. Not saying Trey's not a baller because Trey said out his own mouth, I could do what Steph did. And to say it and then take his team to the playoffs and win his first series. Basically, if you look at it, his playoff career right now, he's five and one. Five and one is in his playoff career. So you 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 can't you you can't rain on his parade. He's five and one. Give him his credit. He has a he has a better winning percentage than, than, than Devin Booker. He has a better winning percentage than Luca, so you just sit back and we'll see what happens. If they eliminate the Sixers, and if he can just win one game on Brooklyn, if Brooklyn makes the next round, or even if it's the Bucks, because I pick legend. Of course, no, of course. I, and, and you know it's funny, y'all need to go back to that Prince and Barty preseason show we did. I predicted Trey Young to be top five MVP voting. That didn't happen, but now look at him in the playoffs. I just knew Trey was poised for that to have that big year. I just knew. Well, I mean, you called it, and I, I remember when I remember when you called it. I mean, listen, Trey, Trey is a stud. The only thing I'm happy about is this, not going back to our last take, but I'm happy that at least if Atlanta's lost football, they got basketball. They got something they can do up there. They got something to watch. Yeah, real, real quick, man. Let's go through these things real quick, man. The Celtics. What's next? I think, in my opinion, they, they pretty much quit on Jalen Brown and on Jason Tatum. It's it's Brad Stevenson saying, hey, it's a better opportunity. I believe in y'all, but I'm going to come up here and hire a coach. Like, who who is going to be able to lead that team? Who who want even who wants to even go in that situation right now? Well, you look at the the, the culture of Boston Celtics, the, the, the Celtics itself. Danny Age comes from that culture, and they have a certain way of how they do things on that team. Um, I think that they've been running with that same roster for too long. The Marcus Smarts and everybody of that nature, they got to clear that team and build around JT. No disrespect to JB because JB was good, but JB is not Jason Tate. J- J- JB's a stud. Listen, I hey, send him to the Lakers. We'll, we'll take JB on the Lakers. That's uh-huh. real. But but they need to they need to change the dynamic of that team. They need to shake it up, change the team around. Maybe pair Jason Tatum up with a big. It's the same point we made in, in our last take. Certain pieces just don't fit. The square's not going to go in the circle. So stop GMs trying to put that. Rob Rob Palenka did that this year. People don't want to say that, but he literally took all our bigs 
and he put six nine bigs in the, in the square. It's supposed to be a circle. And all up is he put six nine bigs. Drum is too small. Uh, Montrez is too small. These teams put the wrong pieces in the puzzle. This is not, it's not geometry. It's simple math. Put the right pieces with the right players, and it will work. I think Brad Stevens has too much control over Boston. So we'll see. We'll see. Or had too much control. Keyword, had. Let me see where we at, man. Damn, we hit, we hit everything. Oh, quick, real quick, we got we got to talk hockey, and we got to talk. So let's, let's stay with hockey, man. I know it's the high, uh, NHL playoffs, man. And shout out to all y'all who support our last uh, clip. It went, it went crazy. Great numbers, man. And I know your people from the Islanders hit you up, man. So shout out to the Islanders. But what's what's going on with, uh, with hockey right now, man? Since you mentioned the Islanders, shout out to the Islanders, man. Listen, the Islanders had a very intense first-round season. They were down. They came back, won the series. Now they're in a heated battle with the Boston Bruins. Now the Bruins, for those who don't follow hockey, the Bruins are just like the, the Celtics. They're just like the Lakers. They're one of the cash cows of hockey. If you watch hockey, the two greatest teams people ever say would be the Chicago Blackhawks and the Bruins. I mean, are one of the Canadian teams, uh, you know, either or Toronto, whoever. But the series between the Islanders and the Bruins, it's heated up, man. They're going back and forth. And the Islanders, all they keep saying is, man, Barty, you got to show us some love. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you all some love right now. You heard it here first from Barty. I said it last year, and the Islanders let me down. But after that first-round series, come the comeback, and now what they're doing versus the Bruins, they make it out this series. The New York Islanders will be hosting the Stanley Cup trophy. It will be in New York. New York will have a parade, but it won't be in downtown. It'll be in Strong Island. And if I'm in Strong Island, me and, me and Prince going to be on the float. We're going to be on the front of the float. That's all I got to say. Me and Prince on the front of the floor. We're going to have on some Islanders jerseys. I'm with it. And we're going to be out there. That's it. Parade. That's all I got to say. Parade. I'm with it. You heard it here first, man. Hockey pays. We're going to have that Prince of Barney Hockey Pays merch coming soon. Really so know. look out for that, man. But real quick, going through Deontay, Deontay Wilder, man, boxing. So we know it's a big weekend just past, man. You know, Ocho Cinco, Far Floyd. You know, we got, we got all that. But with all that excitement, Deontay Wilder put out some video of him sparring. Now, he looked good, throwing his little jab, you know what I mean? Is Deontay, is he, is he, is he fixed? What, what, what do you expect coming up with him in uh, Fury 3 now? Let me see the fight. I'm not getting, let me tell you something. This is the one thing I know. I was in the gym this weekend and I was working out. And I, I'm going to let y'all know that now. I was in the gym this weekend. I was working out. I'm bench pressing. I'm bench pressing. Me and my boy, we getting it. And then it's these two guys that come in and they're on the bench next to us. So one dude, they do a burnout. They got the two caddies on it. They burn out. They burn out. The other dude, he said, listen, I can't bench with two breasts. So he just puts one cat and he's benching. So after they do the burn, you know how burnout goes. It goes down to the bar. He burn out to the bar. This dude. He wants to put Instagram videos of him lifting the bar, but he has the camera directly on his body and not seeing the bars on both sides. So everybody who probably seen the story say, oh man, this dude's getting it in. He's getting it in, he's getting it in, he's lifting weights. But they don't know there's no caddies on the bar. Uh -huh. Now they don't know if he did a burnout. They don't know what he did. They just see 
him lifting the bar. Same point with Wilder. You sparring against nothing. This is this, this ain't who you fighting. Come to fight. You just you just showing me practice, and that's good that you're showing me techniques and everything in sparring and in practice. But I need to see what happens when you fight, my man. When you fight Tyson, then then we'll see. But till then, let's just wait because everything that they're showing me in the spark. Listen, he cost me money, man. So once somebody costs me money, oh this, oh this personal now. Oh, listen, listen, hey, listen. Okay, we, we're gonna right now get us. Listen, this is probably gonna be one of our hottest takes. I'm gonna give y'all bodies five hated people in sports. Y'all ready for my five hated people? We're gonna go from five to one. All right, number five, number five. All right, you ready? Um, five. I would say. I don't like, and you're going to say, why I don't like him? I just don't like him. But I don't like, I don't like um, Le'Veon Bell. Don't, it, it, it's just something, it's something about Le'Veon, and it's no knock against Le'Veon. He's a great running back, but I just don't like Le'Veon. I don't like how he did that whole thing with Pittsburgh. It just didn't make no sense, and now he looks like a fool. Number four, Antonio. I don't like Antonio Brown because he's just an idiot. Just, just an idiot. They break up the triplets. I, I, I thought the triple Bs are supposed to be that. That's number four. Number three is Deontay Wilder. I don't like, it's just something about Wilder. I had high expectations for this guy, man. High expectations. All right? High expectations. Number two, you want to know who number two is? You would think Lamar would be number one, but it's not Lamar. Number two is Lamar Jackson. I I don't know what it is with me and Lamar. We just don't see eye to eye on some things. But the number two is Lamar Jackson. And the number one hated person from, from Ace Lombardi in all the sports. LeBron Ramon James. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. It's LeBron. Nah, nah, nah. The number one hated person in all the sports for Ace Lombardi is Jerry Jones. I don't like Jerry Jones. Uh Mm. He don't like I you. Don't You're an Eagle fan. He don't like you either. So well, I know he don't like me, but the thing with Jerry, I'm gonna tell you why I don't like Jerry. Jerry's an idiot. To me, I think Jerry's the biggest bonehead in the world. You had a match made in heaven with Jimmy Johnson and Triplets. You bring in Barry Swiss. It's that's they, all ego. They could have probably been ahead of the Patriots right now with Super Bowl rings. If he just kept that together, we we, we wouldn't even be having this conversation about the Niners, the Patriots. They would have been America's team. But now the Patriots are America's team, and now we moved on to Temple's America's team. Wherever Tom Brady goes, America's team. So what, that's how that goes. What, what Shug said back in the day about Diddy, what he said, what's the famous quote? I forgot. You got to remind me. He said, if you if you want your producer all in the videos, yeah. remember yeah. that. And remember. Jerry Jones want to be in the videos. Jerry yeah. Jones wants yeah. you to see. Yeah. It's the it's, – it's, the Cowboys is Jerry Jones in his mind. He don't play, but he plays. You know who kind of like that too? Mark Cuban. But Mark Cuban mm-hmm. fell back a whole lot, though. But they want to be out there in the mix, man. They billionaires. They got egos. What, what you got going on for the weekend, man? Man, grinding, man. Grinding, man. You know, I'm you know, I'm trying, I'm dibbling and dabbling, man, trying to get these properties, man, trying to trying to get into this real estate game heavy. Listen, y'all, you, you, y'all see the goat, man. The goat gonna buy your house in a minute. He gonna buy. Listen, he gonna go to the bank and he gonna buy. Listen, he gonna buy the bank, and then he's gonna buy your house. And then all you're gonna do is just be like, "What happened?" 
Nah, but, but I'm going to tell you this. This is what I got going for the weekend. You know your boy like to host events. So I'm hosting two events this weekend. So go to my social media. You check it out. I'm going to be hosting two events this weekend. Just doing my thing, man, out in the streets. You might see Barty come through in, in, in a CLK Mercedes this weekend. So check me out. Oh, oh so you got the – hold on. You started selling them shirts already? Nah, hey, nah, nah. It'd be your own partner, bro. It'd be your own partner. Hey, let me see the books, man. Hey, what they told Joe Button, man, show me accounting, man. Let me see the books, man. Hey, Princeton Party, Princeton Party, Princeton Party. Y'all don't fall for it, man. Princeton one that run my books, okay? <laughs> All right, man, next week, bro. We out here, man. Tune in. Princeton yes, Party. Prince and Marty is your number one source for all things sports. Now streaming on Spotify and iTunes.